Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, 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 Marvel, 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 New Image, or Dark Horse. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this roughly hour-long delve into comic book goodness. We do this show every week. Uh, comes out on Tuesday afternoons on SoundCloud. Um, you can also check, check SoundCloud for any of our other shows our point five and a couple of our roundtables we've been going on for six seasons now we're in our sixth season currently so we've been around for a while and we know what we're talking about if it pertains to comic books right rich sometimes definitely sometimes <laughs> uh, and if you want to join the conversation and give us your feedback about what we're talking about in any of our shows please check out our Facebook group, which is uh, located on Facebook. Go to the groups and search for The Geek Chat. Is that where it's found on Facebook? On it's, Facebook? Yes. Oh, but, wow. but it's in the group section of Facebook. Yes, make sure you go to the group section. <laughs> and in the Facebook section, the group section, you will find people posting lots of different things. And one of the things posted by our uh, mixtress, mistress of the soundboard was, this week she absolutely loved Hulk number two. So I decided to give it a read. And it is a very slow burn, this brand new Hulk. It's actually She-Hulk. And we but have she's seen... just the Hulk, sans the She. She's not even the Hulk yet. Oh. We're not going to see her Hulk out till number five. So it's just a, a character study about Jennifer Walters? And what has happened to her post-Civil War II, yes. Um, her cousin is dead. She was in a coma for a while. And now something is happening and she's desperately trying to hold on to her anger. And in it, as Jennifer Walters, she is representing, we don't exactly know what she is. She's not human, but she is being told to be, she's getting evicted basically, and she's paying her rent. And the guy in number two, Jennifer goes to see this scuzzy landlord and try to talk to him. And of course, he does nothing but... Uh, Berate her. And, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what he does. And then she goes... To the park, and she's watching kids play, and the kids are reenacting the Hulk in his rampage, and of course, one of the kids is Hawkeye, and he kills the Hulk, and she watches all this, and it really gets to her. Of course, it does. I mean, there's the little bastards in there, you know. It's, it's it's death. They see death all the time. These poor kids. Who's saving the kids? Uh, uh, well. Who's going to save this poor landlord is what it is. Uh-oh. So it really is a character study. It, it's something that's been different with her because this isn't her smashing and she isn't in her green form. She is mild-mannered little things that the prior writers always said that she didn't want to be. She loved being the She-Hulk. She always was in her green form. Yes, but I think that's because people didn't know how to write her. And only a few people knew how to write her the dual personality because this is one of those things. See, with Dr. Banner and and the Hulk, they were both, I think, equally as, I don't want to say popular, but equally as as grounded for fiction. People could actually tell stories about both of them and it was okay, you know? With She-Hulk, 
the shield persona always overshadowed the jennifer walters persona and that right. was the problem and, only, and it was only a very few writers that actually said no she has an alter ego let's talk about that you know dan slot did it really really well in his in his take although that was much more lighthearted and in a much more comedic way right so I'm actually thinking really hard about picking up, you know, number two and actually giving it a shot because you should be- read the number one first. Yeah, well, I have number one. Okay. Yeah, I just need to sit down and actually read it um, because of this new take on it. It's not the fourth wall breaking sort of no. pinup that that uh, John Byrne did. It's not the comedy thing that you know Dan Slott did. This is actually a uh, a full-on it's a more almost, human yeah drama type of situation in which we're exploring the jennifer walters character a lot more and i like that i and like that how was the artwork though the artwork is amazing um so it's nico leon who did a lot of the i believe he did some runaways or she i'm very sorry i don't know if it's male or female yep. um and then they don't give uh the secondary artist credit on the cover a lot of DC and Marvel are missing out on their cover um, mm, representation. Yes, mm. but um, I cannot say Delabor Talajic. Uh, you'd recognize his art as well. It is a very solid style for her. Um, the second artist does it when she's in the park. Uh, I, I like it. She has a gay assistant, of course, a gay office assistant who's t- trying to take care of her. Yeah, and he realizes he he knows. I think something is up in her with her because he even says, I lost someone last year too. He lost his brother and he's trying to relate, but she really doesn't want any of that right now. Mm. She, one of the things I like is that she goes to cooking shows to help calm her down. Really? Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying this so far. I wasn't going to read the number two though. I was going to wait. And then Terry said, you know, she loves his book. So I gave it a try. But what about the cover? Are you upset with the cover? Because the cover, she, she's like hulking out and she's she, like, she, and she's she, not. She isn't. Both covers so far have shown um, the her anger. In the hospital, though. It's it, her hulking out. And that is viewed inside, but you just don't see it. It's inside, it's thrown, yes, it's shown through shadows. Oh. And the other book um, that I was told to read was by Frank. And he said, read the totally awesome Hulk number 15. Um, this starts the brand new story arc. Wow, we got Hulk. I guess Hulk is doing good stuff, huh? Both Hulks. So in this, it is all about um, the Asian heroes teaming up together to go see these kids with... Um, they all have... Uh, I think it has to do with bone marrow or maybe just cancer. But it talks about how you too can be a hero and don't... You know, don't let anyone tell you you can't. So it's a it's a it's a happy story. It that? is. Well, it actually so a kumbaya not, type story. Uh, yes, the whole thing is very relatable, and it talks about so, people. So it's like so it's like when um, Black Panther and all the black folks got together. That was the crew. This is the Asian crew. This is the Asian with crew. with a K instead that of is, a C. That is correct okay. for these guys. Um, <laughs> it it really is more about Amadeus. I read. Amadeus Cho when he was palling around with Hercules. Which was great. I love that version of him. Somehow, I'm, it, maybe it's due to the fact he's got gamma rays in him. He's turned into a major, like, dick. Just his attitude. Not maybe so the, much it's the Hulk thing. Not so much a dick like a mean dick, but he's very just... He's uh, dickish. He's full of himself. Yeah. 
Well, think about it. He has the smarts now. He has the body. Yeah. You know, and he's never remember. He's never had that before. Maybe they're trying to explore that character about him. So they they're talking about that, and you know, uh, I felt like this this issue was a one to grow on. Let's teach you something the more about you know. a culture you don't know. Yeah, the more you know type of thing. And yes, that is what this issue was. This issue really did, you know, it talked about um, Korean food. It talked about um, Muslims and Hindus and the difference. They go to karaoke. They talk all about their families because uh, in it, Ms. Marvel is just trying to get She's always trying to get to know people. She wants people to share. And that's her. Because she's nosy. She is very nosy. Kamala's nosy as hell. And Shang-Chi is in it. And uh, Jimmy Woo from the uh, Atlas. He's in it. So they pull out all the Asians. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. And... You know what would be funny? If fucking uh, Danny Rand walked in and was like, hey, what's up, everybody? And they're like, leave, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not for you, Danny. So this arc, that's true. This arc is going to be all about them working together. And it has silk in it as well. She Asian, she counts. Yep. So, I I mean, I I probably will read the next one because I want to find out what happens. I don't know. I like the the artist, but I just don't know about this book. Mostly because of how, you know, Choi is written. Like, I like Choi in Champions a little bit better. His representation in Champions a little bit better than I do in his own book. There's something about, like you said, like, he's kind of this full of himself. Like, that's not the character that I, that I actually liked. And when I read him prior, when Van Lint wrote him uh, with um, with Hercules, there's just something about the character now that he has gamma rays, that I'm, or now that he's the Hulk. This is just, I don't know, there's something about his character just, it just doesn't, it's just not hitting me anymore. So I tried it. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. Although I love the art. I love the art, but it's just, I don't know. I just don't know. And then I just want to say one of my picks uh, this week was, uh, oh boy, maybe about a month and a half ago, we were reviewing a Black Mass book. And in the back, it had like five pages for the dregs. Well, the dregs came out. It's all about a homeless guy who is trying to find his friend who we know uh, high society eight for yeah, dinner. Yeah. It's like they're, it's like the, it literally is that term, you know, the rich eating the poor. Yes. And the dregs is here. It would be, um, the tenderloin. It's just, it's a small couple blocks <laughs> where, so people from Pacific Heights eating people from the tenderloin. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, my only complaint if I had one was, uh, the artist draws everyone compact. So, it's like their heads, like you can see, like the head is bigger, like a, a, a human body would be, and then their bodies are just kind of like yeah. smushed. Yeah, they're it's it's a it's a it's a it's an interesting yeah, style. It's a it's a smushy style. It is, but you know the guy here, the guy is totally on what they call listo. Listo is the big drug, and he actually is working it out. Between his highs, it's so strange. You actually see it's kind of a mystery as well. He, it is. You see what. Through his eyes when he's on this listo, this drug when he's high and people look really weird. Uh, but he's trying to figure out where his friends went. And I was I actually really liked this, so I'm I will be continuing it on. The end was a huge cliffhanger because, you know, he's he gets caught by the people he's trying to find. So how does he get out of this? I don't know. All I know is like the whole thing about cannibalism and stuff, it's it's always interesting fodder, but I don't know. I don't know if I could ever eat somebody. 
Like not even if you were stuck in the woods and snow was all around you and you and Paul were there, you couldn't eat him. No. Now it would be different if he was already dead, maybe. But like then that's spoiled meat, though. That would be spoiled meat because he's already dead. He said it was frozen. If it's if, if he's well, if no, he's if in you the... two were if you were on that plane that was you know crashed into the wherever. Oh, went, like in the Andes, yeah. like that live movie. And have to eat people. I mean, I might take a nibble. You're hungry. I wouldn't eat you though. No, much too tough. Yes, <laughs> too tough and fatty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I've always been the, the whenever there was things about cannibalism, it was always that's the one thing out of all the weird things that people can do to each other. Eating them was just like that was always the thing that I was kind of turned in my stomach. I never was a fan of cannibalism. Not that anyone should be a fan of cannibalism, but if you are, hey, you know, work it out. But so I just want to say one of the best series was from Image Two. And it was about a guy who would well, have to eat people. Well, he didn't like full on like dine no, on. No, but he you know, had he would to do a nipple. I mean, like, a nipple is fine. Yeah, like, but you have to wait. The more you go, the more you learn. See, that's here. That's the thing about it. Like, like I can understand if you're stuck somewhere and you and you like broke your arm. Okay, you know, let's let's cut the arm off, carterize it, and then we eat the arm. Okay, I get that, but I'm not gonna entirely in like envelop a person <laughs> well this is all. good to know that if you and ever get stuck i'll just break your arm slap a little uh barbecue sauce on it and i'll be good to okay, go okay number one where you get the barbecue <laughs> sauce from i, I always naked. care you always I carry, barbecue carry sauce. in my bag okay I always carry barbecue sauce yes. there you go people don't get stuck with rich because they'll probably eat your ass i will <laughs> okay so we're gonna go into in humans versus x-men because this week there was one tie-in to the main book, which, which is, you were supposed to read before. Which is surprising. And if you were a customer with us, uh, go to our Facebook page. I put the reading order for a lot of the books this past week on there. So it's Extraordinary X-Men. It still is just kind of extraordinary, but it's number 18. And it's all about Forge building the machine that you see in number three. And it also is a little bit about Storm and Forge's relationship. Oh, my God. Dead horse. That, door, that, that, that horse you could eat. Okay? Cause they, I don't they, eat horses. Because they've been kicking it around. That's a dead horse. That's a... Oh, they need to stop with that romance. Like, I get it. They always have, like, feelings for each but other. But it's not so much... See, he wanted to talk about it before because he's like, if we go to die and we die, I want to talk about this. No. And she was a total bitch in the beginning. She's like, no, we have this to do. And, you know. But at the end... Good. She realizes that we really uh, do need to talk about things because if we do die, you know they're always going to be they're always going to be connected, and mm -hmm. then it goes to in humans versus X Men number no, three. No, 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 no. You can't just go through. So what was the whole thing about the machine? Like you just can't. Like was this worth it? Is this a tie-in that you need to read if we're getting this backstory? Was it? Did he have to go on some weird clandestine mission to to get a, a specific alloy no. that needed to see? The whole thing was. Forge wanting to learn about his future in Old Man Logan's future. What? And he finds out that he was a hero and, you know, saved a lot of people, killed the rhino, and he was... That's he, all? He was still alive. Yes. And then it talks more about the machine um, and Storm. So if you're a fan of Forge, Forge and Storm... Or Old Man Logan's Future with Forge. You'll love it. Did you need to read it? Not really. Who's right yeah, For the tie-in. For the tie-in, you really didn't need to read it. Um, I actually was glad I read it. I wasn't going to read it, but now that we're doing this, uh, whatever we're going to name it, IVX moment, whatever. So it was Jeff Lemire was the writer. 
Victor Ibanez and Andriano Sorrentino. Andrea Sorrentino, so, cool. so sorry. Yeah, he's the artist for the Logan. Artist. But again, Marvel cannot put his name on the cover. Again, another screw-up where the other uh, additional artist does not get cover time. Uh, J. David Ramos and Marcelo Mialo were the cover artist, color artists. VC's Joe Caramanga was the letter, and David Yarden. Oh, he's back. He did the cover. Um, I liked it. I liked it as an X Men story. I'm going to say, as a slow down X Men story, and I love finding out what happens to future versions. I liked it because of that. Did you need to read it to enhance IVX? No. Was it a hit or a miss? It was a hit in the fact I liked it, but... It's a miss in the, in the overall story. For the overall story, it did tell him. It, it really showed how Forge's brain works in putting together the machine. So, yes, it, it still talked about the machine that they were building. Hmm. Okay. Which they easily took apart in the next issue. Yeah, I had a lot of fucking problems with this issue. What issue, what issue uh, are we talking about now? All right, IVX, number three. Written by... I'm curious to hear what you had to say because part of me liked it, but I'm kind of there with you as well, probably. I liked it, but again, a lot of problems. Charles Sewell and Jeff Lemire were the writers. Javier Garon was the artist. Andreas Mosa and J. David Ramos did the coloring. And VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering. So why was there a fill-in artist? Do we ever find out why? There's also going to be a fill-in artist for number five. I guess... Lennel Francis Yu can no longer pencil an entire eight-issue miniseries. But mm. the fact it comes out twice a month... Might be why. Might be another reason. My disappointment is, let's find an artist that is so different than the main artist. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's... It, it's really, it really took me out. It really did me, it too. It really took me out of the story because the art styles were different. And it's not, not that even the art style is bad. I was going to say, not yeah. that the art style is bad, but for me, I was just like, okay, this is just an odd... It's kind of jarring. And I have a feeling when you read this collected, it's really going to look out of place. I agree. When it's going to look it. like one of the side stories put in. So, in it, uh, well, I beat Wolverine, so... Or I beat... Sabretooth. Sabretooth, so I can beat Old Man Logan... And he does, Iso, or not Iso, Iso's the other one. Inferno does this weird thing to him and sets him on fire. From the inside out. Everything but his boots burned. Everything but his boots. All right. His <laughs> boots are made of something else. Uh, that was my first problem. Old Man Logan wait, 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 has wait, went wait, through. Wait, wait. So first problem was his boots didn't get blown off? No, the way this went. Oh, okay. The Old Man scene. Logan fucking went through a horrible wasteland that he lived in, right, for all these years, and somehow gets taken down by this punk kid. Totally didn't believe it. You know what he should have done? Cut his fucking arm off. That's how you do it. I'm sorry. This is another uh, battle that I call bullshit on. Well, maybe that maybe that was the thing. Wolverine was not supposed to, to kill him, just to lay them. Remember, he didn't want to kill the kid. And he was like, what are you doing when the kid yeah, pulled his arm? Yeah, but you cut his arm off, it's still... But when, but when, when Wolverine, you know, when, he, when the kid stopped him, and then the kid pulled his, his uh, Wolverine, uh, when, when what's his name, Inferno pulled his arm into him in order to try to do that backlash, Wolverine was like, what are you doing? So I think Wolverine didn't want to hurt him, and so he was caught off guard. 
you know. So I part still of me call kinda, bullshit. Part of me was kind of like, Old Man Logan has been through a torturous world where he killed all his ex But that's not who he is anymore. Remember. The motherfucker can still kill. Or take an arm off. I'm not saying kill him. I just felt... And the same with Forge. Hi, well, Forge, Forge was, there's yeah. a mutant... Uh, uh, an inhuman coming your way that wants to stop this. Why You're going to just sit and talk to her. Yeah, let her no. get that close. Okay, now, now yes. The Forge battle with Iso, I was like, what the fuck is going on, Forge? Seriously, you know better than this. Yes! You were, you were a leader of the X-Men. You, ha- you have you combat training. You fucked the trainings. fucking adversary. Yeah. You were in... Was yeah. he in Vietnam? They probably yes, changed in, all that. He was in. He was in. He was in the war. Yes, but it's so. like really. Ah, uh, and okay, this was so only in the first like five pages. I have to agree that 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 the the fight scene with Old Man Logan, I'm a little bit more forgiving of, but the whole thing that happened off page with uh, ISO with Forge, I was like, whatever. And then they still Forge and like get away. I was just like, that that seemed a little too convenient. In that aspect. So I, I, I have to agree with you on that one. And then somehow between issues two and three, the royal and human family is now put in this weird ball thing. When you look at the last issue, you know what? If you're going to be a fill-in artist, at least see what the artist did before you so that they match. Well, maybe, maybe that, that, that might not be the artist's, that might not be the artist's, uh, 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 that might not be the artist's fault. It might be the writer's fault because the writer, for whatever reason, didn't do, didn't give the instructions on the uh, for them to be in this weird ass dome thing in in limbo in the last issue. Because yes, in the last issue number two, they're just kind of sitting on a rock somewhere. Yes, you know, and it's like okay, but in this one, they're literally on a platform within a a sphere on top of a giant ass you know, digital thing thing, you know? So yes, they, they definitely made their confinement or, the, or their, or their cell a little bit more technologically advanced. So I don't really blame the artists for that much and, as much uh, as I blame the writers for and just the not editors. being and the editors. Yeah. Like if you're going to, if you're going to progress then you kind of need to let us know, you know, give us, give us what's really going on, you know, cause it is literally at the end of the last one, it's this giant splash page of them just sitting there. And I'm like, okay. And I thought, literally, I thought, they're just going to be wandering around Limbo. That's what I thought. And I thought, okay, this is kind of cool. Maybe we'll get them having to fight the the, the the Limbo environment to get to the school. Maybe next issue. No, no, but that's exactly. So so in this one, it's like they gave them more peril because now they have to get out of this cage. And I'm like, why do they need the cage in the first place? The fucking, the whole Limbo is a fucking cage. Right. You know, plus... The school that they're at in Limbo is is in a cage itself to stop the demons from coming in to, to fight them. So it's like, <laughs> so that was the thing. It's just like, did they just not know? And both, but in, and the mayor is writing the school that's in Limbo. So I think he would know or have thought about what the Inhumans would have to face if they're in Limbo trying to get to the school. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm just, I, I was just a little like, what's going on? You know. So I want to say, uh, last episode I asked about Gorgon and his legs. Found out they were regenerated in All New and Humans, the very last issue. And I had stopped reading that book because the oh. book was so boring. It was very boring. And that's why I didn't know. Yeah. So he got his legs regenerated so he can walk again. Yeah, and you would think if if they knew that he was going to do that, and, and the thing is, and and the way they're going to get out is, is assuming as, as it was... Um, as it was kind of foreshadowed by Medusa that he's going to stomp his way out now. It's like, how convenient? Really? How convenient? I don't know. Just something about that was just kind of weird to me. 
So then Iso figures out, okay, well, let's get the new humans together. All five of you. And I, <laughs> just, yes, um, let us take all these brand new people uh, against the X-Men who have been around for decades. And the cover of number three actually shows the new humans going after and Magneto being there. But all we really get in this issue is Kamala bringing the, them together. Which, I didn't know she had Reader's cell phone number. I didn't think Reader, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Uh, well, I loved seeing, you know, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I thought that was kind of cool, seeing her. And Mosaic, which Marvel's desperately trying to make. Fetch. Yes. Uh, but, but they're going to stealth cancel that shit, too. Oh, God, yeah. It's not going to last. But the best, the piece de resistance, the thing that made me excited for this whole issue. And the next issue. The next issue is Karnak finally getting out of his... Uh, his mental prison. Uh -huh. And I thought that was really cool. And and finding out that he's actually in the world, which is Phantom X's home, which is that floating bubble thing outside of time floating around in, in the in the in the in the stratosphere. Like I am excited to see them fight. Because if if Karnak can just find can find uh faults and everything, how is he gonna find a fault in in uh this in world. Phantom X and yeah. in the world, like I'm really excited for that for that fight. So I'm curious, and if, if, and if Jean Grey is going to actually continue to be a part of the fight as well, like I'm. Well, really... I hope, like she should keep trying to go at his mind. See, you and I could come up with a story that would be like so X Men heavy against these chumps. No, oh, yeah. Um, now Phantom X has lost both of his other selves. I thought he, I thought he had one of them back. I thought I. I really don't know. Because there was know. the, the, the anti-Phantom X and there was the female, right? Yeah. I thought they were still all separated. I don't know. Aww. If anyone out there knows and can help, well, I'll just wiki it later. But for me, <laughs> how powerful is Phantom X going to be with one mind? Well, remember, he's, he has that misdirection. So so if, if, Karnak can, can, if Karnak can see through his misdirection. Now that I want to see. See, I want one of the side issues, whether it be an un, un, uncanny or, well, we already know extraordinary. I want to see that fight. Yeah, I want to see a 20-page fight of everyone there, the Cuckoos, Jean Grey, with Phantom X. I thought it was just Jean Grey and, and Phantom X versus Karnak. I didn't see oh, no, the, the Cuckoos were there. The Cuckoos were there last issue. Were they there? Yeah, oh. the three girls. Huh. So I want to see all of them, and I want to see the misdirection, and I want to see you know, Karnak trying, thinking... You know, I can find this, but it's all just in his head. That's a story, a yeah. side story I would want to read. Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. And then, you know, the last couple pages really shows the threat of uh, what they're facing. If this doesn't happen, they will get wiped out. Yep. And, uh, and they have Black Bolt in a box. Oh, my God. Where is this? What is this? Yeah, the There's Black some Bolt really good stuff in this crossover, and then there's some stuff that just is so stupid. Well, yeah, just stuff to move the plot along, you know. Um, I'm excited. I cannot wait to see what happens in the next issue. I really want to see them fight. And I really want to see them kick ass. Like, I want to see them fight. I want to see them fight. Oh, good. Something a little lighthearted that we read. Which I thought was really good, actually, was the uh, Batman 66 meets Wonder Woman 77. Uh, this is... Wow. It's a DC... Uh, one of six DC Comics. It was written by Jeff Parker and Mark Andreco. Penciler was David Hahn. Inkers was Carl Kessel. Colors by Mad Pencil. Oh, Ooh. shit. This pencil's pissed. Uh, letterist was Les Abbott. And the cover was by uh, 
Michael and Laura Alred, and the variant cover was by Alex Ross. I got the variant cover. It's amazing. Seeing Batman with the bat shield, uh, walking bullets. You know, they both are really good, but yes, I love this one too. Yeah. So I actually really like this book. Me too. I thought it was fun. Like just having That is the word. It was so much it fun. It was fun. And seeing the Eartha Kit. Oh, first thing I said, the yes. The Eartha Kit Catwoman stealing something for for Talia Al Ghul's this book. And she and she used her sleep scratch. And it's just it it, it just captures the show, the Batman show so well. Oh yeah, they talk about the bookworm. Yeah. And it's just and then and then Talia Ghul um she uh I guess double crosses Catwoman yep. when Batman and Robin show up and then Batman, you know, stops her and then but then but then Talia, but then the Catwoman steals Talia Ghul's necklace and and then they go back into the past to talk about like when he was a kid and when they first met uh, at an auction for these mysterious books, which happened to be the MacGuffin that everyone wants now. And I'm like, okay, great. So we have a MacGuffin is the books. So and then, then we... Colonel Steve Trevor and Yeoman Diana Prince comes yes, in. Yes, and they have to fucking eat a candy was there uh-huh. too. And they get to see your, and they, they both get to see your transform. Oh, she did her spin. I thought this was great fun for anyone that enjoyed the Batman 66 or Wonder Woman 77. This book just was fun. Yes, and I really hope that we get more villains. Like, we get more villains. Uh, From the TV show? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, okay, fine. You know, Raz, Raz al Ghul is going to be the, 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 I guess, the main antagonist. I really hope that there's another one. Because at the beginning, when they're, when they're at Wayne Manor and they're doing the auction for the books that everyone wants, like, Nazis show up. And you're like, like how apropos, you know, that, that Nazis are, mm-hmm. are, are, are in Batman. And, and fucking Thomas Wayne's all, there's, no, uh, Martha Wayne is like, there's Nazis in my house! And it's, it was just, <laughs> just shit like that. And, and, like, the and like Batman talking to, you know, Robin and calling him old chum. And, and just the, the, they captured the Batman language from the 60s mm-hmm. and the way they spoke so well. And, like, Robin, holy something, another Batman! It's just, just the, 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 the dialogue that they had and the, the, the lines were just, it was just spot on. Even the, everything that Wonder Woman said and, and the, and the thing which was hilarious when the fucking Nazi held the, held the gunder head and it's like, I wonder if your head is bulletproof. And I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> well maybe, I don't know, maybe Wonder Woman 77 isn't bulletproof. Who knows? You know, I gotta say her boobs were huge, huge <laughs> boobs and everything, uh, for Wonder Woman. Like they were just out there. But the thing, another thing, and I don't know if it was Jeff Parker or Mark and Draco, she jumped out of windows. She jumped over the hedge. It was all from the TV show. Yeah. Like, it, it showed a love for that as well. I love how her lasso got longer and smaller in every scene. It always does, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this lasso's magic, so whatever. Um, just everything about, the, everything about it was just fun for me. It was just... Like, I literally read it and just had a smile on my face. And when I opened up and I saw Eartha Kitt's Catwoman, I was like, bitch. Okay. I freaked out, too. Yeah, I was like, I never thought Next time, will young Bruce lose his head over a girl in some books? Will Wonder Woman stop the enigmatic Raja Ghoul? Tune in next issue for the conclusion of The War at Home. Like, they even got the yeah. last. Like, and, and of course, this is, it says conclusion, but Batman episodes are always two episodes. Right. So you know, two, four, six. Yeah. You get three little stories. Yeah, which I think is an amazing thing to do. So you can pop in, you know, if you, if you, you can pop in for what you want, pop out for what you don't want. But I really believe well, that you should that we pick know it up. of now. That we know of now. But I really think that you guys should check, check this out. Out of all 
because um, I tried to get into the Batman 66 meets uh, the Avengers steel uh, steed and peel. And I, it was good, but there was something about it. And I tried to get into the Wonder Woman meets uh, Simpson meets Bionic Woman. And there's just something about it. But these two characters meeting in within those respective TV universes, it just makes so much sense. And it works. I think the writers found an, a really organic way to tell this story and, and not so much that the um not so much that how they meet and stuff like that but just just it feels very the whole story feels very organic mm-hmm. like it it there's no pandering or and there's no padding it's like everything everything in the story moved and it made sense and it was fun and it just it really hit that nostalgia button hard for me and, and i was like this is really good you know, it 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 had no contempt for anything. It just was just there, and I no. Loved and they it. took the things that people love about both shows exactly and made it work within the storyline. Exactly with it within this comic book form. Perfect example. You guys really should pick it up. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is it's a new number one. A new number one. Uh, it's an independent from Boom Studios. It's called Lady Castle, and it's a number one of four. Uh, the Creators was written and created by Delilah S. Dawson, illustrated by Ashley A. Woods, lettered by Jim Jim Campbell, and covers by Ashley A. Woods and Elisa Chartier, uh, with colors by uh, Margaret uh, Saltiel. Um, interesting story. Inter- interesting, interesting <laughs> story. It is a um story of a princess. Who is locked in a castle? Locked in a castle because she is a tomboy. She likes to go out. She likes to have fun. She's like an anarchist, I guess, and she just does not want to marry, you know, because she's not in love with the king or the prince, and she doesn't want to, you know, live that life. She doesn't want to live that storybook life. The gist is, her dad locked her in a castle so she can remain pure for the perfect husband, and he goes out to try to find the perfect prince. And every time she rejects him. So she's been locked up in this castle for a while. Very long time. Because she doesn't want that life though. All the men are gone. So the entire village is run by the women. But it's called Man Castle. Correct. <laughs> for now. Yeah. Um, and then they they go off. The, there's, a, there's a big buff black blacksmith and her little sister. And they have a unicorn. And the little sister, you know, just wants to... You know, be with her big sister and have fun and do the no. Yeah, the does. little no. The little sister wants to be a knight. She's mad at her sister. Well, because her sister has kept their father away. Yes. she needs okay. to just marry and, and get over and with. get yeah, over you're right, it. You're right. You're right. And the the little sister was told by her father from birth she was supposed to be a boy. Yes. So the little girl, the the little girl sister has really grown up wanting to be a boy to make her father happy. And and it and really is resentful about, of her sister. You're yes. Right. It really is about the the younger sister resenting the older sister for having the dad go away for so long. Because the younger she sister trained. Yes. And lo and behold, all the men are dead except for this one guy. Yes, this chubby guy comes back who is the uh one of the I don't know if she's the general or whatnot, but she he's the um Top he, advisor yeah. or something. He says everyone's dead, which the picture and the art, the words in the art didn't match because he, he said the dragon ate everyone, but the picture depicts the dragon burning everyone with fire breath. Well, and then he's he like, burnt them, cooked he, them, and ate them. Yeah. 
Then he's like, well, I'm the new king. And because he's like, a man. Hold up. Yeah, because he's supposed to be a man and yes. he's supposed to do it. And so then... the lady of the lake holds the sword and the only person that can hold the sword will be the king. And it happens to be... The blacksmith. Yes. The big ass female blacksmith. You know, and she becomes the queen or the king. Or, the king. Well, the king. And, the, and then they were like, but I'm a girl, but I'm a woman. And she's like, but don't you mean queen? And he's like, nope. The disembodied arm said she was king. So it's like, okay. They did a lot of jokes in yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of gender jokes type of thing. A lot stuff, of gender jokes. That was really kind of funny. It really does. This book tackles gender and the role of gender and who does what and who's supposed to do what. And it also really looks at, you know, gender roles played a big well, part yeah, of this. Because the first thing that the, that, that the new king did was release the daughter and said, you know, you... You know, you're going to come down and you're going to, you know, do what you want. I'm not, I don't want and you to be. And of course, she the younger her sister's off. pissed because, well, she's still getting all the attention. But, but she becomes her squire and says that because people didn't realize that the, the older sister could actually fight too. Yes. So the sister said, I will train you and I will, and you'll be my squire and we'll get this shit done. And I, I thought that say, was really great. I really liked this And so book. a lot of the women become the warriors. Yep. And the women become the fighters and they need, because they need they need to to protect themselves and so all the women step up she becomes you know the the head the head knight you know and then the the little sister becomes her squire and is going to teach her as well and then when the salamanders attack i thought this is really cool and then instead of killing them they just realize oh war is not the answer yes and they actually start using the salamanders as lights and so the salamanders you know they they what is it they keep them in little jars and stuff yeah. it was just really it's just a really fun interesting story and i guess the wolves are coming next so it seems like you know uh lady castle is going to have if it's going lady castle is going to you know have the, its various trials and tribulations you know as it makes itself a kingdom and i but i really want to see who the demon is like or, or the monster the evil guy with the dragon like i want to see them go up against that person and see what's going on with that um I really hope that there's more than just the four issues. I hope this is one of those one of those stories that has legs. Then people gotta buy it. And people gotta buy it. That's true. You know, you guys, if if you want this, like Rich and I always say, there are new number ones releasing every week, literally every week. You just gotta be willing to spend the money on it, and it's worth it. I would say with this, I would highly recommend. Yeah, it. and the artwork is gorgeous. It has a very uh. I want to say indie style, but it's not... I hate saying the word indie because indie says that it's not good. It is full color. Yeah, it's full color, but it's it's got this light, this light um, pencil to it, but the colors are strong. It's just a really good... It's really good art. Like, it's it reminds me of um, uh, the Lopez, who did, um, who did New Mutants. And uh, remember, mm -hmm. and the, and the, and the, and they did a couple issues of the all female. And I can't think of his name right now. I think it's David Lopez. Ah, uh, it is David yeah, Lopez. Yeah, it reminds know, me of it, the, the art. Reminds me of of, of that art. Another thing like, that I loved is the women look different. All the women yes. don't look exactly alike. They all their have boobs different. aren't out. It's just it's a very. Uh, each person has its own personality too. She all all of them. Have. Even the well witch, and you got to read it to understand what we're talking about. But yes. There's someone that lives in the well. And the barber with the giant the giant scissors. Uh-huh. That loves to 
gift cut people. Yeah, it's it's just a very like everyone has their own personality. It's a very good story. It's, you guys should really check it out. Seriously. So the next one we're gonna review is Justice League of America: Killer Frost Rebirth, number one. Yep, it's the next issue in the uh, single. I guess the single issue uh, reintroductions of the members of the new Justice League of America. Yes. And this is written by... Steve Orlando and Jody Hauser were co-writers. Mirka Andolfo was the artist. Arif Prianto, Prianto was the colorist. And Clayton Cowles did the lettering. So you had to read... Who's the cover artist? Uh, there were two. Ivan Reese, Joe Prado, and Marcelo... Mialo. Yeah, I think did the I've first been, one, yeah. and then Mirka. I gave you the variant cover by Mirka uh, Andolfo. Which is great. Both covers are amazing. Uh, I'm so excited that Ivan Reese is doing this. I, I'm a huge fan of his work. Yay. Uh, so you had to read Justice League versus Suicide Squad number six. Killer Frost saved everybody. And because of that, Batman has made a deal with Waller, much to her chagrin. She did not want to do this that Killer Frost will be released under his care to join the Justice League, the new Justice League he's forming. And that leads directly into this, because in Justice League Suicide Squad, she does not believe Killer Frost will be able... Who does not believe? Amanda Waller okay. does not believe that Killer Frost will be able to contain herself and not kill more people. She likes to remind both Batman and her that she's a killer. And... The whole reason in number six, she wanted to be a hero. And she was willing to sacrifice herself fighting Eclipso. And she was, uh, this Killer Frost is a little different than the TV one, only in the way of she can control her powers. But she still needs to feed off people's energy. Yeah, the power, so the power sources and the power signatures are there. The power set is the same. It's just the motivations are different. So in... The power doesn't make her evil like it does in right. Flash. In Justice League Suicide Squad, she is ready to die. And Superman, the Justice League, they all give her voluntary. It was very roguish the way Rogue uh, could absorb people's powers. But if they gave it to freely, they wouldn't completely collapse into the coma. Yeah. So she has to absorb all these energies in order to defeat Eclipso. Which leads us to this number one. And she goes back to prison after all that. She has to because Amanda Waller keeps fucking up her release. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Amanda Waller keeps pushing her to see, to break her, to, to, break show, her. to show Batman that she, that, that, that a leopard cannot change its spots. Correct. And I think that was, which was so great about this book is it made sense. It made logical sense in the progression of this character, given what has come before. Yep. And I think that's where, where Steve Orlando and, and these books about these characters really shine is when, is when it, it's a natural progression and it doesn't seem forced or pandered, which was the difference with some of the race stuff that we, we, that we talked about last week. This is one of those books that really made sense. And I think this great. is the best one of all of them. Yeah, I have to agree. Out of, out of all of the, books that i've read save i want to say the atom you yeah, like the atom i like the atom but this one was another really good one because it it is holding true to what came before and adding to the story in a, in a much more positive way and heat stroke was in it now they, they changed her up snap. they talked about cold snap they talked this was the masters of disaster yep 
I fucking loved them. Yeah, that was really kind of cool. I want to see them pop out. Well, I think, I think Cold Snap's dead, though. They can change anything. Oh, that's true. Um, so the whole thing... Who Amanda- were the guys that attacked, though? Like, oh, okay, I thought they were some... Because, like, that's the thing. Whenever you, whenever you have people like Cold Snap pop up and you have... Um, people from history, DC history pop up. I'm always wondering, who the fuck was that person? Or, or who's this? Yeah. Or who does that? So, that was so that's, me too. So, so, so part of me, I was like, who the hell is this person? Yeah. What's going on? Like, I was, okay, so, it, okay, so it wasn't anyone. I who, don't think it was anyone oh, okay. big. And like, and like the toxic skull, like, I totally thought that that was a toxic skull, but it's like, a, but it's that's not. What, no. It, it was someone different. And I was thinking, oh, fuck, because I really liked that character, the way he looked with the, with the weird lava light. And then the skull. And the yeah. skull painted on top. And then she fucking, like, completely you know shuts him down i just she's a she's a badass bitch i like this killer frost and i that's the problem though is i look at this killer frost i'm sorry i look at this killer frost and then i look at the killer frost on flash and i really wish the caitlin snow on flash was more like this i yes and i really hope i really hope that they're on on the show was going to switch gears a little bit uh, i really hope that on the show they're able to manage to marry her killer frost side a little bit and temper and and then like temper that the way she can use her ice based powers her uh her heat absorption i guess based powers like because it's such a missed opportunity Uh uh-huh hopefully hopefully in the episode when when uh ronnie raymond comes back he's he's able to help her you know but i loved it and then so the ending i want to ask you about the ending because i'm of two minds oh lord so you learn through all this, she secretly was feeding. Do you think that's going to come back to bite her later? Or do you think it shows that she's learning? Well, that's the thing. Um, she didn't say anything to Batman. Well, we're all assuming, she we're said assuming that was, Batman doesn't know. Right. Well, no one knows. Not even Waller. We saw it in the flashbacks. Yes. As when she bumps into people, yes. she, she, she gets little nibbles here and there. So she's learning how to, okay. how to use her power... And not drain someone well, dead. Well, well, think about it. Like, if if we're gonna use this as like a, a vampire analogy, because that's really what they're doing. Oh, with she this is. She's one. a heat vampire. She's a heat vampire. Like, are vampires just bad because they kill their prey? Are, are, are they much better? Are, are vampires that just take a little bit of blood better than the ones that outright outright kill people? You know, it, it, that's the thing. It's like if they're if she's able, if this character is able to sustain herself and do minimal damage to people. I think it's fine like everyone in the, everyone that is shown in the scenes and the still scenes, living they're still living they're little little weird you know circular havoc like bubbles of, of her like absorbing heat from them so if it's going to give someone like a little bit of a chill for her to eat i think it's totally fine man can you imagine the the buffet she's gonna see when she bumps into ray she's gonna be like hello so, but that's my thing do you think that her and ray are gonna form a friendship and, and they're going to be like the catty bitches together because Ray is able to hopefully feed her and actually keep her sustained. So one of the things I loved about the original um, Killer Frost was her and Firestorm. In her, I loved in her, her weird ass dress. <laughs> and that, and oh, that, that was the early ones. I loved her. I mean, like, no, I'm talking. Oh the, oh, the second one. Okay, I'm, I'm talking. No, okay, I loved that dress. That the, ice dress. That was the, such a weird thing. She oh, looked like a weird princess, and she yes. killed people with the spikes, the ice, the icicles. No, I'm talking about when she was with uh, Ronnie Raymond, and okay. they always had that. Um, 
she just wanted to feed off him. He was like dinner. Yeah. And that was when she was really off her rocker. Here, they're trying to write her as a good guy. And it really makes me wonder why. Why choose her? So I'm I'm very because like I said. I think they think she's gonna have a really good, interesting time. I think I really think that they're gonna be together. I think this one so far, uh, amazing. Then would come Adam, and then it's a mix between the other two. Yeah, I just didn't care. It's a mix between the other two. It really is. Uh, I wonder what's next for these. There's a couple more, right? Nope. No, there's gotta be. I thought there was more. Nope. But who are the other members of the Justice League? Well, oh, Lobo. It's gonna be Lobo. Shouldn't Lobo get his own? And then Black Canary. Shouldn't Lobo get his own, though? So Lobo is getting his own story in the pages of Justice League of America. See, that's dumb. I would have loved to have had Lobo you know, have his own book. Like, if we're going to really do it, let them do it. Seriously. I, I was disappointed. I really hope... I was really excited for a Lobo book to come out. So the next one we're going to talk about is uh, Civil War to The Oath. And I'm interested to hear what Rich has to say about this book. I, for one... Uh, don't think that people should be charged a four ninety nine for a commercial, but you know I, I am who I am. What did you think? And and, and who who, so who wrote this? I was going to say let's start this. Uh, so this book was delayed by months, and I do mean months. Um, as Civil War kept getting later and later, this book kept getting later and later as well. The writer was Nick Spencer, artist Ron Reese with Phil Noto, Raphael Ayenko. Zyman Kudransky, and Dono Sanchez Almara. The letter was VC's Chris Alapoulos. Oh. And the cover artist was Jeff Deckel, but Raphael Albuquerque was the cover I gave all the regulars because I thought it was gorgeous and yeah. I loved it. And I absolutely love Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah, he's a great, great yes. artist. Um, so this entire issue... Harkened back to when Iron Man sat and talked to Steve's dead body. Yes, I got that. And in this, it is Steve Rogers coming clean to his friend who is in a coma, but he knows will come back. There was a bunch of things I liked about this. Yes, it was very, it was very introspective, and it was very, uh, it was very meta. It was. It talked about what's happened in Marvel's past. It brought up a really good point, how I feel about Ms. Marvel, and it gave me a new light into what they're trying to do to her. Because in House of M, she saw, she got what she really wanted. She was the world's mightiest hero. Magneto gave her that. She was the best on House of M. And I think coming out of that, with everything we've seen Carol doing, I think that might be a little of the motivation. The problem is, so many fans don't like this new Carol. And even the Carol in here admits to Steve, you know, um, I'm going to do what I need to do because I'm doing it for me. I mean, I'm doing it for the world. Like, you can tell in this, and I have not read, I'll be honest, I haven't read the brand new Mighty Captain Marvel 0 or 1. I've lost that much faith in that character. But we're not talking about that. Even though she does make a play in here. Um, this goes through everything that Steve has done, the whys he's doing it. Um, it also is very wordy. My, <laughs> When Coog read it, 
I looked over at him and I had finished like two books and I look over at him and he's like, I'm still reading this book. It did take a while to get through because I actually wanted to read all the word bubbles. I didn't skim it like some people did. Don't look at me. Keep going. <laughs> um, we learn that the what Steve, what everyone else saw in that one vision where Miles kills Captain America was not the complete vision. The only person who had the eyes to open up was Steve, and he saw what, how the world's going to end. I already knew that. I already knew that a long um, time ago. Seriously, like this, they, they telegraphed that so. They, they telegraphed it so. So much that you literally had to be blind to see, like, come on, this is not going to be the end of, of Civil War. Something else is going to... This is leading up to something. Just yeah. because of how Civil War was. Civil War was just a giant commercial of what they're going on. And this was a continuation of, of said commercial. See, I disagree. I actually really liked this book. I did not like it. I really liked it. I mean, I liked it. I liked it for the fact that, you know, it, it sets the stage... For what is going to happen. I also think it sets this. I think it looks at what's come. So I really liked this because it really did show everything Marvel has done. The good and the bad. Uh, some things we really liked. Some things we didn't. It references Secret Invasion. Uh, which Steve brings up really good points. And I liked it because. And I know a lot of um, my customers. Whatever. Uh are dropping Captain America because it 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 mirrors what's going on right now. And for me, it, it really does. And this is awkward and odd because he wrote this months ago. Months ago before Trump was even president, Spencer had this written. And everything in Captain America... I don't think he had it written that long ago. It needs at least three months to go through the printing. Mm, I don't know. Because it seems like some of the things that he... That was going on. Like, I, I, maybe. I mean, you write comics. You know you can't just pull this out of your ass and have this artist draw it like this. But again, they, they could have had certain things already in the can and the editors could have, could have pushed a page or something or not. But in Captain America, it's the same thing. All this is happening in his own book. Mm. And so I'm enjoying it. You want to know why I'm enjoying it? No, for I'm all enjoying these people, the, I'm enjoying Captain America's solo For all solo the people series. that aren't enjoying Captain America, what's going on? Because we know by the end of this... Good is going to win. And that is the hope. That is what comic books do. They bring you this. Yeah, things look horrible now. Like the X-Men. You well, know... Well, he's going to die. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, Miles and Morales kills him. Yeah, I'm okay know? with that. I'm okay with knowing that. It's the same reason I love spoilers. I love spoilers because I know what's going to end, how it's going to end. But for me... It's seeing it unfold. That's well, why I love spoilers. Well, so there much. you go. But that's just to switch back to what we talked about on Flash. Listen to uh, listen to uh, yesterday's or Monday's edition of the Point Five because we talked about what Flash did uh, in the TV series, in which they you know fast forwarded and then they looked at all the headlines and they're trying to change the future. I'm assuming this is what Steve Rogers is, try, is going to try to do in order to, in order to prevent his own death. So. It'll be interesting to or, see how, or, or maybe, or maybe he doesn't want to prevent his own death because he would have already succeeded. Because remember, he opened his eyes all the way up. Right. I, again, I also see uh, the shield as the wall. It's really funny. I see uh, Carol's shield, the thing she wants to put around the world, as Trump's wall, which is silly. Like I think that whole. Sh I, I don't know what they're doing with Carol. 
She wants to be the hero. She wants to I, save everyone. I get it, but just like, where's that coming from? I now that he said it in here, it's coming from that. It really makes sense if you read all those horrible things. I'll be honest. I did not read uh, Captain Marvel by Deconic because I thought giving our brain tumor was stupid. Well, I I read all that stuff. Like, I read that. The, I read. The did stuff. it have anything to do with her being better? No. It was all about her finding purpose. Like, her, her, her big story has always been trying to find her purpose. And I think she found a purpose. She wants to be the best. Okay. Now, okay, that, I guess that's fine. But, it, that's the, but I think that's the problem. Is like, like every good hero has, has, has a problem that they cannot fix. You know? And, and, and that pushes them. You know, Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, Captain America is, is, is he wants to protect every, he, he, like he wants, and this is Captain America right here, especially, is he wants to put order. You know, for him, Hydra is order. And order is protection. So, like, that's his motivation, you know. It, it's not good, it's not bad, it's, it's just his motivation, and he mm. wants to see that, you know. Um, and I think that's, that is is what I like about this version of Captain America. I also like how he refers to who he was and who he is now. Well, yeah. I liked that. You know, don't get me wrong. I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't think the whole issue was, was unnecessary because it did set the set, set it did set the stage for what all is going to come. And now. it really, this one issue, I think was, I don't like that it was the oath because when this was solicited, None of this, what they solicited did not happen in this book. That, as a retailer, gets me pissed. Because when you pick this up, Civil War the Oath, and you see Cap, both uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man on the scales of justice, with Cap behind him, it really isn't a representation of what's going in. And even the original cover wasn't that way. See? That makes me think that they changed a lot of the stuff that's going on when they fully gave Nick Spencer... His his secret empire for for the next for the next larger event. But I also think they didn't want because we have to order it so far in advance. I don't think they wanted to tip the scales uh -huh, that Tony was dead or dead with the quotes around it. Because there's a lot of times the solicits will give you two words, and I as a retailer have to go by those two words That's true. to decide on what to do. That's true. I, again, I just didn't think that it needed to be as long as it was. And I think for five bucks, you got your wor money's worth in this. You I think did. this you is got a lot of words. Book. Yeah, you got a lot of words. So that's true. Like you did not get. There was not a lack of content. Mm -hmm. I just think there was too much content. I, and that is where I could have streamlined that shit. Oh, I disagree. They could have streamlined it. Nope. So our last book uh, today we're gonna talk about is the Commandy Challenge. Yay, Commandy's back, everybody. And he has a rotating um, creative crew as it's a challenge. Well, it's not. It's, it's a not riddle. just. It's not just a rotating. Every writer is going to pick up from the prior writer oh, yeah, and it. write their. Well, they don't know. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, you might think you know everything. Yeah. But each each writer writes the rest of the story. Yeah. So that has been picked up. So so the next writing right the next writer and artist do well, not do not know the there is no ending story. It's this weird you know, kind of telephone kind of thing. You know, when you're a kid and you whisper in someone's ear and then someone's supposed to repeat that message and then change it. It's like a story type of thing. And that's what's happening in this one. So the first story, there's two stories in this. Uh, the Commandy Challenge number one of 12. It's a maxi series. Oh, I freaked out when I read the, the Dan Didio thing at the end and he said, and he said, it's a maxi series. You don't ever see maxi series anymore. Nope. Like, I love it. Yep. 12 issues. What the fuck is wrong with them? 
Well, that's what it should be. Marvel should listen to that and stop saying ongoing and then cancel it at six. Agreed. So, all right, the first story, Dan Didio unfortunately wrote this. Keith Giffen did the art. Scott Kalblish did the, let's say art, because they really don't say anything. Colors by Hi-Fi, letters by Clem Robbins. Then the second story was written by Dan Abnett. The art was by Dale Eaglesham, who I just... His, it was amazing. Oh, his art is so it was luscious. so good. Hi-Fi did the coloring, and Clem Robbins did... Or Hi-Fi did the colors, sorry, and uh, Clem Robbins did the lettering. And Bruce Tim, fucking Bruce Tim, did the main uh, cover. You got the... I gave you the right. Yeah. So in this, the first half, we are introduced to... Commandy. And I guess they're varying lengths of what they want to write and what they don't want to write because the, the Dan Didio story was super small, short compared we're to okay the, with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay so with why that. don't you tell everyone about that Dan Didio story? Well, so Dan Didio started it and he he did the first thing and he started it and what you see is you know, young Commandy, you know, going to school and everything and grandma, everything's fine and then the the perfect world has been broken like the dome is falling and there, he's in a dome and well, that was kind of funny though because like he's trying to get someplace and he sees he's trying kid, to go to school trying to go to school and he sees uh he sees what was, was interesting was was the the original commandy creators which I thought was really cool Jack Kirby and um I can't, remember, I can't get his first name Royer yeah and I was just like that is so cool so I thought that was really kind of fun. But he's forgetting something, and he's like, "I'm supposed to do something, and I can't remember." And blah blah blah, and then um, and then the sky starts to fall, and all the people are, and all the all the people are robots, and these and these animal men, these manimals start attacking, and they have to leave, and and Con Commandy's like, "Oh no, I have to get out of here!" And then and then the mom, the grandmother Grandma. says, "You know, you know, no, your grandmother loves you. Find your parents and remember." Blah blah blah, and then he pushes them, and she pushes them through a portal, right? Pushes him through a portal, and then he wakes up, in because he was in like a virtual world or something. But it was just weird because if he was in a virtual world, how did the, how did the, how did the um? They broke through. Maybe it was the bunker, Commandy. But that's where he's supposed to be remembering yeah, too. Yeah, but I don't understand. So, but at the end, there was this like you know, there, there's all these weird sayings that Commandy has to remember. He has to find the parents, the God Watchers, Bay of Bones, save the world, Mirage Makers, Snow Wizards. Remember Command D. And so he says when he's waking up, Command D. Remember Command D. And then so the the animal men or the animals think that's his name, Commandy. So so he wakes up in this world in which everything is is ruled by animals and he is the last human. And that's it. The only problem with this is it's very reminiscent of, of a lot of different stories. You know, The Matrix, uh, all these other different weird stories and especially uh, a story that was uh, by um, the gold, gold key in which a Magnus robot fighter had almost the exact same opening. And I thought it was very funny in which, you know, uh, uh, he was uh, Magnus was in a in a virtual world being trained by uh, an AI, and then they broke in, and he had to. He woke up, and and he had he was in a world ruled by by robots. It's just in this one, it's just uh, animals. So good try, Dan Didio. But eh. I think Dan Didio should either stick to writing uh, stories that no one will buy, or. Running a company, I would suggest. Yeah, I, I it, in, eh. and then the art, like 
Keith Giffen's art. Uh, Keith you Giffen. Either, you either like it or you hate it. And it is it is very Kirby-ish. It's it, very dated. I think for for <laughs> the intro story to be uh, Keith Giffen. Yeah. For me, it worked. Because then we go into part two, and it's Dale Eaglesham oh my drawing God, the was, hell out of this book. It was amazing. Like, I was just like, Full this book panels, is... just gorgeous art. The fight between Commandy, it just, it harkened back to, to uh, that old Edgar Rice Burroughs, you know, um, uh, cheesecake almost with the... With, um, uh, John Carter of Mars, and, and just the way it looked, everything was just very stylized. His hair, it just looked like a 40s pulp story. Mm. Dad, and the story was great, how they introduced what's going on. And fucking Dan Abnett, that ending that he did, in which the, uh, the I guess the, 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 there's a king tiger. and His name is Drew, uh, Caesar, yeah, great Caesar. And, he's a, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a lord of the tigers, and his son is left to... Um, his son is left to rule in his stead, but the the trial by combat because that keeps all the people, all of the spect, the, all of, all of the people uh, placated because they get to watch bloodshed. And then Doctor Canis is there, and Doctor Canis, it's this weird sort of like um, uh, Planet of the Apes thing, and where Doctor Canis so is I like tell freaked you. out about. About Commandy's being able That's to That's how Commandy started. No, no, I know. So it was but... supposed to be they really wanted to do something Planet of the Apes, so yeah. we're really trying to get it. So Jack no, Kirby was told, you know, go ahead and, and make this. So yeah. he brought this up. The funny thing is, the tigers are stockpiling American weapons. Oh yeah, it's the and future. the king has just found a nuclear warhead. a nuclear warhead. But Commandy knows. And yes, and uh, the worst thing is how the ending was. Yes, uh, the, the they they want to open. Uh, the, the, they think the it's the animal, for the gods. Yeah, the animal the animals don't know what it is. They don't know that it's. That it, it's a bomb or it's a weapon. They think that it commun it, it will commune with the gods. So when they turn it on, in order to try to commune, they don't know it's gonna blow them all up. So Commandy has to try to stop it. Fucking Dan Abnett left left the next crew to have to work right out of that because again, it's not a continuing story. So like, the next writer is Peter Tomasi. Yes, which I which I trust to do some weird ass shit. And Neil Adams will be the artist. Yes. So I'm really excited. I'm a little less excited for Neil Adams. I don't know. Like his art style for me is kind of hit or miss. So. But it's gonna fit if he can if he can pull it out. It will fit in with this style. I really enjoyed this, and you guys, I think you should try it. Like this was a really fun story so far, and and if it's gonna and it, it adds to the the excitement that you don't know what's gonna happen next. You know. Well, so. DC hit it this week. DC had at least really three good. really good books. Yes, and and the rest were, were, were fairly good, fairly decent. I enjoyed. It was so for bad. me, pick up Commandy, Killer Frost, Batman and Wonder Woman, and Lady Castle. I got to tell you, they're all worth it. Yeah, I agree. And and if you can find a copy of The Dregs, because you're all sick bastards of like eating people, you should, you should check that out too. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for staying with us. We went a little over over an hour, but that's great. You know, we're, we're talking about comics and we love talking about comics. So again, I uh, want to thank Gene Gilmet, who is our, our resident artist. You can find his stuff at, you can find, you can find his stuff located at rltpress.com or you can check out, uh, he's a contributing artist at, at CBR or Comic Book Resources, column the line it is drawn. And you can go check him out every Friday. 
Um, also want to thank Terry Miller, who was the mistress of the mix board. She's the one who does all the fantastic sounds you hear at the beginning and the end of all of our shows. Thank you, Terry. I'm going to give a special thanks to uh, Club Card Printing, who does all of our printing. If you see a printed flyer or whatnot, or whatnot it was printed there. So thank you so much, Club Card Printing. And I want to give a special thank, thanks to Whatever Comics, our major sponsor, located at 548 Castro Street, located between 18th and 19th in sunny San Francisco. Check us out on the web whateverstoreonline.com and give us a like on Facebook under whatever store. Also, every, also you guys, please if you want to join the conversation, go to Facebook, go to the group section and join the Facebook group The Geek Chat. We always have conversations and we would love to hear from you. So, I'm Desmond, I'm Rich, and we'll see you soon. Bye. The Geek 